your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, Somebody says this, and I think this is true, although I didn't know all of this. The original Motel 6 commercials with Tom Bodette were written by a Texas Tech grad who worked for Ray Moran's original Lubbock radio station. That's our founder. While in college, six degrees of separation. Wow, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. The original station that he owned here was 101.1 FM. And then that station was sold, and then the TV stations were funded from that sale. And then the rest is history. And here we are, Jamie. Here we are. Thanks to Tom Bodette. That's pretty cool. (laughs) That is pretty cool. Um, 6.31 this morning here on the morning drive. Somebody says this with regard to Rodney Terry. They're not going to hire Terry. Oh, okay. It's pretty easy, obvious. Oh, okay. I hope we get the strength coach back to Lubbock. He was great. He was good. I'll pass. You what? I'll pass. You'll pass? Okay, because he left? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. And uh, the new... You're co- open arms? Oh, hey, I don't know. Come on back, open, man. I'm not open arms. I, I, I think he was oh. good. I think he was a good... I, I think some of those guys got put in a really, really bad spot um, in that they um, are regular Joes in terms of their, you know, employment and they don't have you know, large seven-figure incomes and guaranteed contracts, and they serve at the whim of the head coach, and you basically had a gun to their head and said, you got a job with me? You don't know if you have a job here. So I give, I give, some, I give some of those guys, especially the staff guys like that, a, a little bit of a pass. Okay. Just, just from that standpoint, because, um, like I said, I mean, it's uh, – it's really hard when your livelihood is basically potentially threatened and taken away from you. And you've got to be in a situation where you find yourself, um, hey, I got a mortgage to pay or I got kids in school or sure. you know something along those lines. And here's the bird in the hand and I don't know what the other bird is. Is it going to crap on me or not? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, nobody here was lined up to say, hey, y'all stay. It's going to be okay. Because they know how it works. New coach comes in. New coach has his strength guy or gal, has his assistant, has his personal assistant, has his development person, has his. I mean, because you hope that's what you hope that when your new coach comes in, that he's got a he's got a plan as opposed to. Okay, let's uh, take a look, see around here, and who we got. <laughs> you know, I mean, you want your your new person to come in with a game plan, right? Mm-hmm. That's what your expectation is. All these guys have. You know, notebooks filled with, hey, here's what's going to be at the press conference. Here's what the, here's who my coaching hires are potentially are going to be. Here's, here's what my staff's going to look like. Here's what my offense is going to look. My defense is going to look like. That's for football and basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been planning this for for years, both on the men's and the women's side, whether it's football or, or basketball, and, and I'm sure I'm sure to a certain degree baseball. Um, you know, where you've got your quote strategy, Jamie. Okay. You, you gotta want, have some strategy. You want to have strategy, and you want to have, you want to have that. Somebody <laughs> you says you this. don't ever want to ask if there is any. Man, the, the, <clears throat> okay, Chuck, we know. Stop. Wow, 
Yeah, I'll stop. I'll just sit here. Look pretty. <laughs> Try. Try to look pretty. Um, it is interesting. That lasted the whole two seconds. Right. It is interesting how quickly the chatter has kind of stopped about who the next coach is going to be, right? I think it's pretty obvious what's going on. Yeah, it seems, I mean, that everybody um, is in a, in agreement that that's what's going to happen. So, I, I mean... I don't know what else you want them to do. No, I, I don't. I, I don't really have anything else for them uh, uh, to want to do. Um, I just, uh, I just find it find it interesting. Like all of a sudden, it's like comes to a screeching stalt, s- stop about speculation, and and really, you're at kind of at a point now where today it was two weeks tonight uh, that they announced that he had resigned and accepted a settlement. So. Um... So we're going to wait as long as this NIT deal goes for UNT, and yet everybody here feels like it's a done deal, and you got to believe everybody that's involved in North Texas feels the same way. So it's a bit of a joke if you're like, we don't want the players at North Texas to know. Well, I mean, it feels like that's pretty obvious with everybody. And maybe they have told the players, but I mean, in today's world, usually you taste you tell somebody something and it doesn't take very long for it to span the globe, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't blame either side, Texas right. Tech or North Texas, mm-hmm. for not announcing it. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I get that you want to get him here and you want to put your staff together and you want to recruit and all that kind of stuff, but I, I don't know. I also can appreciate a guy that uh, wants to fulfill his commitment to those mm-hmm. young men that are battling hard for him in the postseason for him to keep doing that for them. I, I can appreciate that. And have a limited distraction. I mean, and my my guess would be, you know, two weeks ago or let's just say three weeks ago, Grant McCaslin probably had no, no thoughts on buying a house in Lubbock, Texas. Maybe thoughts, dreams, but I don't know. I don't know when those discussions would have started of, hey, this is – Potentially, what's going to happen? You know, was it before the Big Twelve tournament? Because um, there was a lot of stuff that occurred during the season, you know, off the court and, and on the court, um, that may have put them in line. And then the, you know, the player stuff was the just the final straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, somebody says this. I, I can probably pretty much assure you that he's not. But he says, Kirby, if you're listening, you guys need to announce McCaslin as the coach today. We cannot wait until next Thursday. Way too much at risk in the transfer portal in these next two weeks are critical for next year's team. There, there is something to be said about the last couple of points there. Although, again, you know, that doesn't mean that people aren't reaching out, you know, within the transfer portal and saying to certain guys, hey there, cowboy, hold up a little bit before you head off to Georgetown or Providence or Texas or name the school Kansas or Iowa State or Oklahoma State or Seriously, Oklahoma. if you're heading to Georgetown, just keep going. Because <laughs> we think we can get better. <laughs> right. I was just... They don't know. win a lot. No, I know. But I mean, they've got a brand new coach who's going to be obviously aggressive. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, good looking, decision. Just keep heading there. You know, going to, you know, play for Luke Conorseca and Rick Patino at uh, St. John's, you know. I think just because he's alive doesn't mean he gets to coach. He might be around practice a little bit and might might do that. Um, Red Raider 2-Gun says, we're exhausted, Chuck, kind of like the Beckel chatter. Okay. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> 
you're, you're exhausted. You're exa- exhausted about the Beckel chair, Beckel chatter. I think Say just that ten times fast. I think he's just sounds like Red Raider Two Guns is just kind of. As my mom would say, I'm just, I'm worn slick. Okay. Worn slick. So you knew that when she said worn slick is like, we're, we're past the point of no return, whatever, whatever request that we're trying to make here or whatever initiative that we're trying to get passed through, mm-hmm. whatever extra privilege that we're looking for it, that, that opportunity is come and gone. When somebody says I'm worn slick. Mm. Worn slick. That so, means so that's usually a bad deal. That's a bad. That's a bad high, Jamie. That's a that's an absolutely bad high when that uh, when that takes place. So, I, I think at this point in time, I'd be surprised if it's before Wednesday, right? Of next week, I, I think we're going to be sitting. Uh, otherwise, here. you would have announced it already. Right? Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Mike asks, how many players do you think will come from North Texas? I got no idea. I have no, I have no idea. I mean, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it was one or two. Sure. Sure. Probably more than that would feel like, eh, we're taking too many of those guys. Let's try to get some guys that are playing power five basketball. Yeah. Right. No, I, th- I think you're, I think you're right. One or one or two of those guys, depending on who's got eligibility left. Question I have is, and I'm sure they're trying to determine this is who's coming with him in terms of his, his, coaching staff or support staff you know are there uh are they you know at this point in time or who who are they reaching out to or are they reaching out to anybody are there other people i mean it's just there's a lot to be determined which behind the scenes i'm sure is going on but in front of us they just you know can i ask another question real quick Uh why does the nit take so long why is it so far in between games? I have a thought on that. I'll tell you here in a second. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, guys, let's get it started. In 1938, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball Commissioner Mountain Saw, uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. I don't know why I want to go Mountain, Mountain Saw. Uh, free 74 St. Louis Cardinals minor league players from their contracts. This had to do with the Cardinals basically keeping... Two full squads oh, wow. that weren't playing anywhere, but not letting them play anywhere at all. It's kind of like the them. old Nebraska thing with Very football. much so. Very much so. Uh, 1948, the 10th WNCAA Men's Basketball Championship took place. Kentucky beats Baylor. 58-42, to Wildcats' first victory in their first title game. Hmm. 1957, in the 19th Men's Basketball Championship, North Carolina beats Kansas 54-53 to in three overtimes. Yeah. Yikes. 54-53 in three <laughs> overtimes. And, and, and Will Chamberlain was on that team, and, and uh, that, that kept him from going back to Kansas because he was embarrassed by that loss for literally decades. 54-53. To 53. Remember, there's no three ball. In three overtimes. And there's no shot clock. There's the, yeah, that's the point that I'm making. Holy cow, that ball didn't move at all. (laughs) Will Chamberlain, speaking of Kansas, was the fourth player to be named tournament most outstanding player despite not playing for the championship team. Mm. 1968. 30th NCAA Men's Basketball Championship took place. UCLA beats North Carolina 78-55. to Bruins back-to-back titles. 
Lou Alcindor, tournament most outstanding player for the second of three consecutive years. Hmm. He's pretty good. 1992, the Florida Marlins begin selling tickets for the upcoming season. Because it was their first. Mm-hmm. First they sold tickets. Then they got a bunch of players. And they sold them. Then they sold the players. Yeah. <laughs> right after they won a championship. Right. Then they won another one. And they sold them again. And then they hired yeah. the captain. They didn't sell him, though. And then he quit. He just quit. Yeah. Remember, we like yesterday we were talking about Wayne Gretzky tying the uh, all-time goals record? Sure. Broke it today. I, I don't think that's a shock to anybody involved. <laughs> 1994 is when he did that. It is National Chips and Dip Day. Oh, nice. Your What's your go-to chip and dip? Is it uh, chips and queso? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really do any other dips. Chips and queso, very high. Chips and salsa, close. Mm-hmm. Spend enough time with dips during the day, so. Right. Um, <laughs> there's something about a good uh, ranch dip with potato chips that's really good that I don't turn down. I used to chip uh, regular flavored potato chips in ketchup. That would have been my dip of choice, but chips and salsa probably more so than chips and queso, although chips and queso is right behind it. Uh, it's time for birthdays. Do you want to do yours? That I don't have. There's no well, way. No. I have. no, go ahead. Give, okay. give yours. Give yours. Uh, Kyrie Irving, 31. Carrie mm-hmm. Russell, 47. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd is 50. Okay. Wow. He's younger than I thought. IKF is? Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. There you go, very, Chuck. You're very overrated. Uh, 33. 29. 29. Mm-hmm. And Mark Burley is 45 today. Okay. You want to do your birthday before I try I do to turn him into an outfielder. Yeah. Uh, it's one of our favorites birthday today. One of mine. Shaka Khan. She is missed that 70. I, I would have absolutely mentioned that. I completely 70. That I didn't 70. know Shaka Khan was a female. 70. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. She's 70 years old today. Wow. And I guess that on this day mm-hmm. in 1839, the initials O. K are first published by the Boston Morning Post, meant as an abbreviation for all correct, a popular slang misspelling of all correct Mm -hmm. at the time. Okay, steadily made its way into the everyday speech of Americans. This is nothing uncommon. We have this happen all the time. Like teenagers today using cool, K-E-W-L for Mm -hmm. C-O-O-L, or D-Z for these. When was when, the last time you heard a teen, teenager say cool? Well, the the different spellings of Dick like Clark. using words. Old people, we use cool. Yeah, cool. The cool. in crowd in the 1830s had a whole host of slang terms they abbreviated. Popular abbreviations include KY for no use, as, uh, KG for no go, and OW for all right. Trying to figure out how they're getting... I guess the word no, K-N-O-W. And you thought LOL was new. That's this day in sports history. All right. 6.51 this morning here on the morning drive. Did you tell your children around the dinner table that I used the word sus to my daughter? I can't tell you the last time I've been able to sit down at the dinner table with my family. It's okay. been a while. Okay. There's just too much. Well, you got, them out there, you got them out there working in the driveway and the 
basketball court and the tennis driveway. court? <laughs> no. Putting up shots? No? No, not in the driveway. Yeah. There's a hoop there, but there's no no action going on there. No action going on there. Yeah. You about ready to take it down then? Or you feel like that when you sell the house, they'll increase the value of it? No, I don't know. It's, okay. it's just there. Just there. So Jamie had a question of, on why the NIT slash yeah. WNIT takes so long. So I, I think that's uh, purely ESPN not wanting to go up against the NCAA basketball tournament um, just because of the um, the power that that tournament has and the draw that that has. I think uh, arena availability uh, also plays into it, you know, in terms of, you know, not everybody's arenas available because they've now scheduled, you know, things like Sesame Street, circuses, you know, Carlin Globetrotters, you know, concerts like Texas Tech. Uh, we have a concert at the arena on Sunday. They they could have hosted a game uh, tonight or tomorrow. Uh, could not have hosted a game Saturday or Sunday because of the Toby Mac concert. They can host one on Monday, although that that seems unlikely if they win tomorrow. Uh, my understanding is that uh, they would still be uh, playing on the road, although there's still an outside shot apparently that they could host on Monday. But you got to you got to worry about Arkansas before you do anything else. I mean, you got to get the, you got to get those those plans in in place but i think that's uh i think i think those are the things that they fight just in terms of scheduling trying to avoid you know the head-to-head matchup with the tournament gotcha so i think that's why it just kind of takes takes so long uh somebody says this assuming you met tabasco sauce no i meant ketchup ketchup Potato chip. I think he's talking about the text where he says tobacco sauce. Oh, okay, gotcha. Tobacco sauce. Uh, and yes, I also assumed that he meant Tabasco yeah. instead of tobacco. Because that would be weird. Yeah, somebody spits into a patoon and then they dip their potato chip in it and put it back in their mouth. That would be... Good gosh. That would that's That'd be gross, right? That would be weird. Yes. That would be... You know, people are strange, though. That's what we hear. It's also weird when people use the term spittoon. <laughs> I'll I'll never forget this. You know, there's sometimes in those moments in life where somebody shares something with you or tells you something and like you remember it for the rest of your life. I remember going on a field trip to the um, to the TWA maintenance hangar uh, when we were like really, really young. One of the guys on our baseball team, his dad worked out there. And as we're going up and down the stairs, all the corners in this overhaul base which was the it was like where all the planes went all across the world they came to kansas city and they they did the maintenance on them but the the corners on the stairs were painted white and he said to us you know why those are white no he goes so the because the guys won't spit in the corners if they're painted white oh really that's funny so it was just like it was just one of those things that stuck out you know just a little tidbit from you know 50 years ago that has just kind of stayed with me all my life it's like pretty smart yeah pretty smart this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction thank you for being with us today on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with jamie lent and jeff mcguire i'm chuck hines Come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Also, the Visual Edge IT hotline is open. That number is 806-771-0973. We'll have Friendship Baseball on the air for you tonight. 
And tomorrow night and Saturday afternoon, those games will be on Sunny 97.7. There's an app for that as well. So if you uh, have a youngin or a grandchild playing in that game or just uh, the neighborhood kid and you want to follow along, uh, you can just uh, download the Sunny 97.7 app under Oldies 97.7 and you'll Mm -hmm. find it. Very, very simple. Yeah. Or if you're in town, you can just turn it on your radio. Right, 97.7 FM, right? Mm-hmm. Just a couple of clicks up from us, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Red Raider baseball team will leave today for Austin. They'll take on Texas uh, tomorrow night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. I, I heard you talking yesterday about the start time. I guess the start time on Sunday, is it about a half an hour later than normal? Is that is that what the issue is? Sometimes, most times, Big 12 games start at 1 o'clock on Sundays. Okay. That allows for the visiting team to get home at a normal hour. Mm-hmm. But because of the Longhorn Network, it's always much later. It's 2.30 first pitch on Sunday. Well, I was thinking, didn't didn't our game last week start at 2 here in town? I think it was at 2 o'clock. But Sunday. it was a 1.30 uh, broadcast time, but a 2 o'clock first pitch. So. Yeah, yeah. But, most of the time it's 1, but sometimes it is 2. Yeah, so it was a little bit delayed. Uh, then Saturday afternoon is a 2.30 uh, broadcast or first pitch time as well. What uh, stands out to you about Texas? Um, I would say the pitching. Uh, Lucas Gordon is, is one of their best, and he really pitched well against us last year uh, as a starter, lefty, kind of a crafty guy. Um, not going to overpower you with the fastball, but good off-speed stuff. So, um, you know, just the depth in their pitching. It's, I mean, it's a typical Texas team where they really, you know, pitch it well. They're also on a 11-game win streak now. So clearly that's a team mm-hmm. playing with a lot of confidence and mm-hmm. kind of hitting their stride. I don't think the level of competition has been great during that 11-game stretch, but still, you know, there's been no hiccups along the way. And I think that's impressive. So clearly they're they're playing some of their best ball right now. Uh, would you say uh, you could say some similar things about the Red Raiders? I mean, they're 18-4. and four, They're 2-1 and one in the conference. They're coming off of a conference, you know, series win over Oklahoma State last weekend. I mean, you you got one by by hanging in there and battling back, and then you dominated on Sunday. Um, so if you're Texas and you're looking at the Red Raiders, you could say some similar things, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely would say it was an impressive series victory last weekend, and they're coming in as a hot team. Do you think uh, they look at Gavin Cash and go, mm, man, sure wish we could have gotten him? Or kept him? Kept him, yeah, yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. I would assume I mean, he's, so. He's only batting 440. Uh, Austin yeah, Green. I'm really in- anxious to see what the weekend is for Gavin. Um, you know, it feels like Oklahoma State really kind of baffled him with a lot of off-speed pitches. And he was, you know, he had some big hits last weekend, but just wasn't the Gavin Cash that we had seen of late. And it just felt like it was a heavy, heavy dose of breaking balls. They really pitched him backwards and then would – at times, sneak a fastball by him. And so I'm really anxious to see how he's able to adjust and to see if the Longhorns go at him the same way Mm -hmm. and if he's able to, you know, kind of figure that out a little bit and and be more ready. Does Dishfalk, as a a field, um, suit this Texas Tech team? In, in terms of the the style of hitting and play that no, they like would, to do, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's okay. uh, it's a it's a bigger ballpark that plays. I mean, and they've made it smaller, but it plays big, in my opinion. So, 
I would assume that that's not what you particularly, you know, which is best for your, your offense. That being said, you've had, and during the Tadlock era, you've had a ton of success there. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the reason I said that was because you're not, you're not the home run hitting team maybe that you've been. You're more of a hit them in the gap kind of team or, you know, station to station or something. You're not yeah. relying on the home run as much. So I just wondered if that place. Yeah, you're not relying on it as much, but you, I mean, you still do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just yeah. thought that maybe that that might be not as big a deal. That might be. That might be fair to say. It's not as big of a deal. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, they have homered 35 times. Opponents have homered uh, 20 times uh, on the season uh, against the Red Raiders. The other, the other thing that's just, you know, I guess it kind of stands out to you is that, I mean, the, the offense, I mean, you've almost doubled up the runs against your opponent. And I realize that, you know, maybe some of your opponents haven't been necessarily the, the level of play that you're going to get in the, in the big 12, but still you've played some pretty salty people, you know, in the, in the non-conference. Uh, but when I mean, you scored 223 runs to your opponents, 112, that's, it's got to stand out to some coaches, right? Well, you have one of the best offenses in the country. I mean, the numbers at this point bear that out. Now we have to see how that continues against, you know, really, you know, really good opponents. But I think you can look at it this weekend. And I, I mean, you just faced Oklahoma State, which, you know, has already thrown a couple no hitters this year. Got the conference preseason pitcher of the year. They look to be a team that probably has the best staff number wise, numbers wise. It says that mm-hmm. in the Big Twelve Conference, and you scored what eight, four, ten, yeah. no, 12, twelve. I'm sorry, twelve on eight, Sunday. Yeah. So twenty four runs in three games, averaged eight runs a game against them. Not every one of those was earned, but whatever. Um, that's those are still impressive numbers against yeah. a, a, a good pitching staff. Yeah, and yes, <laughs> a big bunch of it came in one inning. You know, ten, and you know, yes, you sometimes had a force, you get hot, right? You had a four spot on on Friday night in the eighth, and whatever you found a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that may, maybe that's yeah. the maybe I'll, that's the title of the book this year. I'll, I'll found take, a way. I'll take ten runs in one inning over three three run innings. Okay. Because ten is better than nine. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> well, I was, I was wondering if he was going to get there. Not going to lie. <laughs> I was just kind of thinking, like, I was first. I thinking, I was thinking, oh, you maybe like to just kind of the demoralize them in one inning and you know kind of destroy their pitching, as opposed to the painful, you know, drip death that, that you know a three run inning is spread out over three innings. It is. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Probably you with me. It's a painful three-hour drip as opposed to the just the the shock that you get from the bottom line in two hours. It's like a, it's you hit over the head with a sledgehammer. With me, it's a slow, painful drip death. They're both equally fun. <laughs> Enjoy my quality time with us with my Jayhawk brethren. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I prefer the the death by a thousand cuts where you score one run. In every inning. Yeah, paper cuts. Just one. I like that, too. Yeah. yeah. It's the, no, not only are we going to score, we're just going to score once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to have that feeling, oh, we just get one here, we're back in this game, and then we're going to get another one. Okay, so not and to... another one. Not to, to belabor the point, but how... And I think I heard you say yesterday that it's, that's not the biggest concern, but it, it, it is a concern maybe for one of the days in terms of filling the gap of not having Brandon Beckel. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he's a, a key guy. I mean, he's, uh, um, if not the, the best or one of the top two or three arms coming out of your bullpen, it's 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 definitely a concern. I'm not, I'm not trying to say Brandon Breckel being gone. No, 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 I know. doesn't matter. I'm not saying that at all. But um, as I said yesterday, I mean, you didn't get, have a good weekend with your starting rotation. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is more important. So if I'm going with my number one concern, that's what it is. And then... My number two concern is this team's been awesome at the plate at home, wasn't awesome at the plate in Houston away from home. So uh, against a good pitching staff that Texas is going to bring, I'm I'm anxious to see what 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 kind of offense you have this weekend. Those are my number one concern over Brandon Beckel being gone. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. What's inside that large globe of yours this morning that's uh, anxious to... Uh get some additional knowledge for okay that was offensive i'm, no, a, I don't mean I'm a six and seven eighths guy okay well that is very small okay well i, okay. I meant big brain because you seem have to have a large globe you have a big you have a big brain i mean I yeah I think. no kevin mench over here okay all right okay. it's not not trying to be offensive you know just trying <laughs> trying to be actually complimentary i wasn't really offensive i know I you weren't I, I know you were all right we're going big 12 football today okay what team, compared to last year's standings, mm-hmm. has the potential to make the biggest jump forward? And what team do you think, compared to last year's standings, will take the biggest step backwards? Okay. Now, here's the here's the little caveat, is that you've got to include the new teams, too, right? Potentially. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're comparing them to last year's standings, how can we compare... Sure. When they weren't here. Sure. Uh, I, I guess think, we could look at what they did elsewhere, but I, I think I think TCU goes from worst from best to worst. Like I mean, last in the conference. Well, I don't worst? know if they'll be last, but I think they'll be among them. Okay, I think they'll be in the lower third. Okay, I think there'll be a big drop off in TCU. I think they had their. I think they've had their shining moment. Okay. Man, you know, uh, I know you finished fourth, but boy, I sure feel like that you can finish higher than that. And I don't know if you can win the conference, but I certainly think you could be in the top two or three. Um, but I guess if I'm looking at this and going realistically, um, Oklahoma was three and six, six and seven overall. I, I don't see them staying down. So I'm going to say just based on. Based on that, I'm going to say TCU going down, Oklahoma coming up. Okay. Ditto? Hate to say that, but... That's a terrible question because I have the same answer. Uh, I kind of... My bad. I, 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 that I, makes me feel awesome. Yeah. Because, because that, <laughs> that makes me feel like spelling misspelling mathematician... <laughs> Getting the same answers, JB and Jeff. Ta-da! I feel, I feel like that's really, really good. I just and part of the reason here is again, like you said, Oklahoma's. I know it was a rough season for them. I mm-hmm. don't know that I think they're going to win the conference, but I mean they were three and six, which mm-hmm. is pretty bad. So there's a lot of room for for growth forward. Yeah. And TCU being as good as they were at nine and zero in the regular yeah. season, 
obviously there's a lot of room for them to step back. Mm-hmm. Now, I would put Oklahoma State maybe in the mix too, although they were 4-5 and five last year in Big 12 play. So how much farther are they going to drop? I just feel like that as many players as they lost last year, there's just so many questions surrounding that program right now that I feel like they're going to take a step back. I just don't know how significant it's going to be yeah. compared to TCU, who, I mean, shoot, they could go 6-3 and three and have a really good season in the Big 12. And be like, man, but it won't be as good as last year. You you were three games worse than you were last year, right? Because they went undefeated, yeah. Yeah. So, um, any case for Iowa State improving from one and eight? I'm not making it. Uh, I'm not either. I I think I think he's missed his opportunity to uh, get out of the cornfields if he wanted to. Well, he better get a better quarterback if he's ever going to win many more games. Yeah. You just can't win in this league with that poor quarterback play. I mean, they didn't build that big sky bridge from the parking lot to the stadium to just haul cattle across it. I mean, they're expecting people. No, I heard that was specifically made to show you what a sky bridge could look like. Two-legged people to walk across that thing to go into that stadium. What what about Kansas State falling? How do we – I mean, I I don't even know why I'm asking the question, but – how do we get from is Iowa State going to win to like breaking down what's crossing the sky bridge? <laughs> it's us. Like um, it has anything to do? I don't know. It just seemed it seemed like a natural transition for did us. It? Okay. <laughs> it seems. I don't know why I asked the question. Perfect, I mean, perfectly natural, right? Let me throw this at you too. Shouldn't Kansas State be in the conversation for a team to take a step back because they won the conference technically? Okay, so pretend I didn't ask that question. Can you play the Jamie's question of the day? I, I can do that, yeah. yeah. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what you got for me, Jeff, and our fine listening audience? Okay, my question for today <laughs> is I want you to pick the order of the top four finishers in the Big 12 Conference. Now I feel even smarter because I was I, I, while you were discussing all that, I'm like, I wonder what the top, wonder of the top four, who's going to be there. I, I, I literally had that thought going through I, my head. I am connecting you know, with I'm like you a, today. I, you know, I'm like a 3.0000 guy. I'm not really that smart. But what I do is I don't talk a lot. So you don't really can't figure that out, right? <laughs> It's hard for you to talk a lot. You get, and that makes you smart. <laughs> you know, it's when like, I say things, you get start to think, oh, yeah, you see the, the chink in the armor. Sure, Chuck. sure. So when I stay sure. quiet, you're like, oh, but he's probably thinking about something really smart over there. I'm sure I've got this sign still somewhere in my house. My grandfather gave it to me. You ain't learning nothing when you're talking. <laughs> I, yeah. I never learned that. Yeah. Okay, top four. Because... Um, I'm going to put Texas Tech at two, okay? I'm going to put, um, unfortunately, I'm going to put Texas at one. I'm going to put Oklahoma at three and K-State at four. So I'll go um, Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and K-State. Jeff? Texas one, Kansas State two, Texas Tech three, Oklahoma four. Okay, I'll go. And a lot of the Oklahoma four is on reputation, not necessarily the uh, like Oklahoma being Oklahoma. I can't imagine they'll be three and six at the end of the year next year. I'll take K State one, mm. Texas two, mm. Texas Tech three, Oklahoma four. Mm. <laughs> is that yummy? No, it's not delicious at all. 
<laughs> yeah, you putting K State at four is comical. Probably so, but I mean, yeah. I, I, there's hope. I mean, there's there's hope. <clears throat> it's comical. It's comical. Seven thirty-seven this morning here on the uh, morning drive. I, I don't know. Uh, yes, I do know. I was about to say, I don't know if there's anything in this world that I hate as much as you hate K-State. Hmm. You don't like TCU. No, I don't, but I, I don't I don't think I have that much distaste for them like you do K-State. Mm. I, I would tell you social media. I definitely hate that as much as you hate K-State. Distaste to or, or the way people use social yeah, media. Yeah, the way, the way that they yeah. use it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Michael from the ranch says Tech will go nine and three, go to the Alamo Bowl, and beat UCLA easily. I like going to the Alamo oh, Bowl. Dude, Michael's way out in front of the yeah. game. He even knows well, the opponent. He even knows the opponent. And the, I'm curious who the three losses are against. Uh, how Is many, one of them Oregon? How many um, fourth downs did we go for in the game against UCLA? Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, that, that really bothers you, doesn't it? What, the fourth downs? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. No, I, it's just, it's kind of a calling card of who we are now. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. I just went to that. I, I would love for us to get to the point where we're not having to do it as much. Yeah, no, that Because we that can pick sense. up the 10 yeah, yards sure. on the first three downs. Sure. But I don't want the Red Raiders to stop. I don't want Joy McGuire to stop doing it. Don't you? And don't I'd you, like him to do it a little bit less in our yeah. own side of the field. Sure. But um, I, I think he did that at the end of the season. Yeah. I think there was a feel of... Okay, you know, I know what our team can do and what our team can't do. I mm-hmm. can feel the vibe of the game. I'm not just going straight up by the book here. Yeah. And and I think that benefited us. Do you think if, because um, he talked about this the other day, getting to 2,000 yards. So let's just say you rush for 2,000 yards in the season. Okay, and let's say it's it's not like 500 against Tarleton. Okay, and then you're getting 1,500 in the other 11 games. Um. Do you think that that would would help the fourth down factor that you wouldn't have to use that as much because you're successful running the football? It might. Yeah, I mean, it could be done in a couple different ways, but yeah, sure. You'd think so. Yeah, you would think so, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody says this, did I miss something? Texas is great again. Well, I I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they were pretty good last year. They return a a bunch. Mm -hmm. Um, They're good at the quarterback position. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, lost their stud running back, though, so that's good. Which is worse, Candy's K- K-State or Candy Corn? I happen to like Candy Corn. Okay? You do? I do. I happen I to like I do not candy. like Candy Corn. I happen to like Candy Corn. I, I, I always used to like to eat it like the, the little, because there's like three little layers, right? The the brown, the white, and the orange. Like, just take off the little chocolate and then eat the white and then eat the, the orange. Uh, the other thing I do like, I like the pumpkins, too. Mm-hmm. No, they all taste the same, right? No, I think I, I candy got, corn tastes different than the pumpkin. No, than the they, they all taste the same. You got a little flavor it's, to them. I'm fine I mean, with it's all them. Wax, right? Yeah, I'm fine with them, but they <laughs> no, all taste the same. Wax. Are you sure? Yes. Flavored wax? Yes. Clovis <laughs> lunch or dinner at 3021 Clovis Highway. 7:45 this morning on the morning drive. Time for the boom, boom, boom on this. 23rd day of March. Here is Jamie Lint. All right. <laughs> We're going to start with some sad news. Really? I really hated to hear this. Oh, yesterday. I know where you're going. Me too. Okay. Uh, Rangers put this out yesterday. Started the, the email started with a statement from Eric Nadell. 
Said, as many of you know, for years I've been an advocate for those with mental health issues, and I found myself dealing with anxiety, insomnia, and depression, which are currently preventing me from doing the job I love. So I regret to say I will not be in the broadcast booth when the season starts. I'm receiving treatment as I go through the healing process and encourage others with similar issues to reach out for help. I'm tremendously grateful to Matt and Jared for the superb job they are doing in my absence. Rangers management has been wonderful to me. Thank them for their concern, kindness, and understanding. Ranger fans have always given me tremendous support. I ask for their continued support at this time and in the future. So no date, you know, or expectation Mm -hmm. of when he'll be back. But I would imagine uh, it's going to be a while. Yeah. I mean, possibly like the whole year and maybe more. I have no idea. Um, Who knows? I hope that's not the case. Hopefully it's a few weeks and he's back. But, uh, I mean, I hate it for so many on so many different levels. First off, uh, Eric's a good dude and and I hate that he's going through it. And uh, for us that like listening to the Rangers on the radio, Mm -hmm. um, we all – Obviously, I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I mean, there's there's a reason he's a Hall of Famer, right? And um, he's tremendous. So Rangers baseball is kind of not going to be the same without Eric Nadell. So, um, you know, really thoughts and prayers are with him. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, he can get get all that um, under control. And um, just hate that for Ranger fans, you don't get to hear your guy, right? And I guess it just goes to show you too that. Uh, that can happen to anybody, and because uh, you you kind of look at him, and and frankly, you feel like hey, he's a really really successful guy, and uh, but uh, even really really successful people have challenges as well. And I I'm with you. I I hate it. And uh, but I also hope that the outpouring of support mm-hmm. is a benefit, sure, and not a well. I've got to get back for these guys. Adding more yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's what's going on, but I hope that it is more of a help than it could possibly hurt because yeah, right. nobody would want that for him. No, not at all. Uh, NCAA basketball tournament resumes tonight, Sweet 16. We'll have them for you on 100.7, the score beginning at 5. You'll hear Michigan State, Kansas State, Arkansas, UConn, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, and Gonzaga, and UCLA when the smog lifts this morning. You will see LA. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. One, two, he swings and hits one high and deep to left field. Back on it, it's Toppy at the track, at the wall. He leaps out of here! Welcome to the big leagues! Josh Young, a home run in his first career big league plate appearance. And the Rangers are on the board. As he touches home play with a smile, Josh Young, a big league debut to remember. His first big league hit just barely sneaks beyond the wall in left center field. That's a really good call there by Jared Sandler uh, that you heard here on Double T 97.3. Josh Young, the former Red Raider. Good morning. It's uh, the morning drive here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with... Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you today in the 8th Flooring Center chat line and the Visual Edge IT hotline. Okay. We'll have uh, Ranger Baseball coming up really, really, really soon. I mean, they're they're in spring training right now and putting the final touches on things, I guess, and I think Thursday. Getting, ready, getting ready for the season. Yeah. Thursday. 
the next week, right? The week mm-hmm. from today, mm-hmm. opening day. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just, it seems it seems hard to hard to believe. I always have it. Always struggle with an opening day is before April. You've struggled with that. Yeah, it's just I, it's, it used to be the first Monday in April is when opening day was, and you know they pushed it back into March, and it just collides with you know March Madness and the NCAA tournament, and it's just been. It's just been a little problematic for me. I don't know what else to tell you. So, I wish you good luck in these tough times. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. I um, the rest of us will have no problems. No, I got it. I got it with I mean, Major League Baseball starting next week. I got it. You know, and and uh, you know doesn't mean you can't have fun watching the tournament. Right. Doesn't well, mean I want you to have less I'm fun really, than I'm having. I'm really kind of done with the tournament. I've kind of you know kind of just. I'll probably watch some. I'll probably watch some tonight. Why would you be done with the tournament, Doug? <laughs> well, because teams I follow aren't in it anymore because they've been eliminated or they never got to participate from the beginning. Arkansas is still alive. Yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what Fayetteville will be like. You know, if uh, Arkansas wins, I don't want to riot in the street or anything like that. Whoopig Suey or anything like that, run up and down the They boulevard. have streets there. They do. Yeah, mud, right? Mud streets, right? The pigs just slobber in, right? <laughs> that was unfair. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a bad yeah. joke. That's right. I apologize. That was very that's, childish uh, and immature of me. That's okay. Um, so what do you? What kind of impact do you think Bruce Bochy is going to have on this team? Do you think? Do you think it's a a big impact? Do you think it's a big kind of sea change in terms of how they do stuff? Well, I, I mean, I think he'll have an impact. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you 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 got him as the as the manager, I, I think the bigger impact is the money you've spent on your pitching staff. I think yep. that's going to affect mm-hmm. wins and losses more than sure. just the manager. Sure. Uh, apparently, uh, John Smoltz was uh, on a Dallas radio station the other day, and so they printed some of his comments in the Dallas Morning News, and he said uh, this, you're seeing a shift, a shift in the game. You're seeing older managers coming back into the game. Because there was an understanding that anybody could manage and be the conduit of information that gets poured down through them. In other words, just follow analytics. And that doesn't necessarily work. Anytime you pour only one bucket, you don't have a blended. You dern the risk of having too much in one bucket. And I think that's what the game has kind of evolved into. Not that there's anything against analytics, but it's when but when it's all in one to one bucket and that's the only driving force, you lose the continuity the leadership and handling of men in a locker room, and they are starting to see the shift. There's been a lot of them that have come back and taken the reins and done well and blending that information with what they know and see. And I think Bruce Bochy has done that as well as anybody. Leadership speaks for itself, but he will be able to bring that leadership and confidence to the forefront. It's kind of like with March Madness. You talk about a coach that leads his team and the confidence the players have in the coach. We take for granted that anybody or anyone can manage a team. It doesn't work that way. And there are so many different day-to-day stuff that goes on. And we're only talking about 162 games. It goes all the way through spring training. Guys are together over 210 days a year. These kinds of things matter. Okay. Your reaction to that. You agree with that? I <clears throat> I definitely agree with the part about you can't put all your bucket, mm-hmm. all your all your info or everything into the analytics bucket Mm -hmm. that actually was just what i was referring to a little while ago with joey mcguire sure Mm -hmm. and the fourth down thing i mean sometimes you have to go with the gut sometimes you have to go with 
okay, the analytics may say this, but if my team has been struggling in fourth and ones, um, I'm not going to keep going for it, right? Mm -hmm. So you got mm -hmm. you got to be smart enough to to figure that out, or you got to have a gauge on your team. And I think that's the same way in baseball. Um, I think the good managers and or coaches, whatever, in any sport, whether it be basketball, football, baseball, whatever, um, can use analytics, but at the same time um, can have a feel for their players and uh, who is going to step up and what he likes about a matchup or maybe, you know, how a guy looked in BP today, whatever, all those things, they've got to have a gauge on their team. Yeah. And so um, the best ones – you know, have those instincts that they know when to push the guy, uh, you know, push a certain guy's button and say, okay, it's your turn, mm -hmm. you know, and then he comes through for you. Even if the analytics in that situation say he's not the guy. Yeah. I, I, it, it's just, it is interesting how uh, some of these guys are coming back into the fray, like, like Bochi, whom you thought maybe was done. And maybe, maybe he got home and went, man, you know, I really enjoyed living with this lady that I'm living with, but <clears throat> seven days a week, 24-7, I need a little space. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just misses baseball. Could, could. Could have been, could have been a combo. <laughs> or maybe, and just hear me out on mm -hmm. this for a second, he saw what Josh Young did at Texas Tech and really wants to coach that guy in the majors. That's probably it. Well, it's sees a, him as the next yeah. Hank Aaron. It's a pretty short list, too, of guys that have managed two different teams to World Series titles. You know, and I don't think the Rangers hire him to, you know, get to the past the wild card round. You know, I think they they bring him on board to get the big ring. That's the hope. Yeah, that's the yeah. That's well, the I mean, slow your roll a little bit. I mean, it's not like it's a franchise that's gotten numerous. Oh no, the, yeah. your next one will be your first. Yeah, yeah. right. And you're you're just trying to keep keep on the improving wagon, <laughs> and I think the Rangers have have spent the money mm -hmm. uh, to in the last two years to show that hey, they're serious about this, and Bruce Bochy's all part of that. Yeah, yeah. 809 this morning here on the morning drive with regard to Fayetteville or Little Rock. They yes, they have mud streets and they also ride horses everywhere too. They have horses? That was That was a sarcasm, I think. Yeah, no, he was playing off of my sarcasm. Right, I right, think he right. Yeah. I'm right. just kind of I'm down on myself for making that joke. It was Oh no, no. You're... I mean yeah, I grew up in the class of thirty six. Like mm -hmm. I can question Fayetteville being, you know, small town or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, somebody says this, so opening day and the basketball championship were on the same day? Yeah, for years. Yeah, for that changed a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Not too long ago. Yeah. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.